So we're starting a new series today called The King in Jerusalem. Jerusalem has always been the most important city to the Jewish people, and of course Jesus was Jewish. And the last part of Matthew's gospel is all about what Jesus said and did in Jerusalem, including his dying on a cross and being raised to new life. So between now and Easter, we're going to be looking at King Jesus in Jerusalem. And today we're going to find out what happened on the occasion when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the time that we call the triumphal entry. But I want to start with a story. And I want to see how much you can remember, because this is going to be important later on. And it's a true story. It's not in the Bible, uh, but it happened about 200 years before Jesus entered Jerusalem. Now, uh, as with all good stories, there are two main characters. There's a baddie and there's a goodie. And they've got really funny names. So the baddie is called Antiochus Epiphanes. I told you they had funny names. Okay, and every time you hear his name, you're going to go boo. And adults, I think you can join in with this as well. You're not beyond uh, booing. Um, And the goodie is called Judas Maccabeus. And when you hear his name, you're going to go yay. Okay, and to help you with this, and I know that's complicated, is we got these signs. All right, and I'm going to offer a volunteer to manage these signs. Okay. Caleb, your hand went straight up. But before you do, let's see, let's see if we can get the hang of this. So when you see that, you're going to go boo, but only as long as the sign is up. As soon as the sign comes down, you've got to stop it instantly. Okay? Adults as well. You ready? Okay, you got it straight away. Good. You've done this before. Caleb, would you like to... You can sit on... On here? Okay, you sit yourself down there. Okay, so remember, just sit them up higher and hold them, hold them nice and high. Hold them above your head so that, so that the adult can see as well. And this is Antiochus Epiphanes, and this is Judas Maccabeus, okay? Stacy will help you if, you if you get confused, okay? So let's see how we go with that. So are you ready? Here we go. Uh, Israel was under the control of a group of people called the Seleucids. And they were led and ruled by a man called Antiochus Epiphanes. Okay, good. He told the Jews that they couldn't worship their God, they couldn't read their Bible, they couldn't follow their laws, and if they did, they'd be put to death. What do we think of Antiochus Epiphanes? It gets worse. What is the most important and the most, what was the most important and the most holy building in the whole of the land? Anyone know what building that is? The temple. Absolutely right. And Antiochus Epiphanes (laughs) filled the temple with false gods made of stone or metal and he sacrificed pigs in the temple. Now, Jews aren't allowed to eat pigs. They're not even supposed to touch them. And Antiochus Epiphanes <laughs> took them into the temple and slaughtered them. You can imagine that made the Jews super angry. 
And there was a Jew called Judas Maccabeus, a mighty warrior who defeated the armies of Antiochus Epiphanes. And he rode into Jerusalem victorious and riding a great war horse. Uh, The crowds went wild. They waved palm branches. They threw their cloaks on the ground in front of his horse. And they shouted, Hosanna, which means, Lord, save now. Does that remind you of anything? Well, we're going to come back to that uh, in a little while. So Judas Maccabeus. Yay. Oh, hang on a minute. We'll try that again. So Judas... Judas Maccabeus was a mighty warrior who defeated Israel's enemies by force and entered Jerusalem like a conquering king. And he went into the temple and he cleaned it up. He got rid of all the false gods and the pig's blood and everything unclean so that the Jews could worship there once more. And that event, the cleaning up, the cleansing of the temple, is still celebrated by Jews to this day. And the celebration is called Hanukkah. And you may have heard of Hanukkah. That's what it's all about. Now, uh, Caleb, thank you for that. We're going to sit down. We, um, we know who is the baddie and the goodie in uh, this story now. So uh, we'll continue without the boos and the yays. Uh, so let's compare... Judas Maccabeus entering Jerusalem to a more familiar event, that of Jesus entering Jerusalem. Now, I'm going to ask you these questions and I see how much of the story you remember. So in in, uh, Judas Maccabeus' day, the the whole of Israel was ruled by the Seleucids. But what about in Jesus' day? Who ruled Israel? Actually, it was called Palestine at the time. Who ruled in Jesus' day? What was this group of people called on the right? Who can tell me? Tino. The Romans, exactly. The Romans were the rulers in Jesus' day. Now, Judas Maccabeus entered Jerusalem on a great war horse, which is a sign of power and strength. How did Jesus enter Jerusalem, Isaac? On a donkey, which is a sign of peace and humility. And it fulfills an important Old Testament prophecy, Zechariah 9 verse 9, which says, Rejoice greatly, daughter Zion. Shout, daughter Jerusalem. See your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Now, when Judas Maccabeus defeated the Seleucids in battle, he entered Jerusalem like a conquering king, and the crowds cut palm branches and waved them, and they uh, put their cloaks on the ground in front of his horse, and they shouted, Hosanna. What did the crowds do when Jesus entered Jerusalem? Anyone else? Tino? Yeah, they sung Hosanna and they did the same thing, didn't they? With the palm branches and with the cloaks and shouting Hosanna, they did the same thing. So when Jesus entered Jerusalem, what do you think the crowds expected him to do? Now, this is quite a hard question and I'll follow it up if if we're not sure. Anyone got any ideas? What do you think the crowds expected Jesus to do? Isaac, what do you think? 
To, to, to have a blade, a sword as a sign of strength. Okay, you're getting really close there, definitely. So who ruled at the time? Who ruled at the time of Jesus? Romans. The Romans. Did the Jewish people like being ruled by the Romans? Let's have someone else. Just shake your head or nod your head. Did the Jewish people like being ruled by the Romans? No, they hated it. They didn't like being ruled by the Romans. So what do you think they expected or at least hoped that Jesus might do. Hang on, Isaac, you're great at answering questions. We'll see if anyone else knows. What do you think? Any idea? Adult, shout it out. Get rid of the Romans. That's what the crowd expected Jesus to do. That's why they welcomed him in the same way that they welcomed Judas Maccabeus. They thought he'd be a conquering king, and as you say, Isaac, with a sword to defeat the Romans. But you know, Jesus didn't come to defeat the Romans. He came to defeat a much more dangerous enemy. Jesus came to defeat sin and death and all the powers of evil. Now we know that Judas Maccabeus cleaned up the temple, didn't he? After Antiochus Epiphanes defiled it and spoiled it. He got rid of all the false gods and the pig's blood and he cleaned it up. What did Jesus do in the temple? Can you remember from our reading? Again, can anyone remember what Jesus did? He entered Jerusalem, went straight to the temple. What did he do there? Adults. I'm going to give the adults a chance, Isaac. Yep, exactly. He overturned the tables of the money changers and he um, overturned the tables of the people who were selling doves, and he drove them all out of the temple. You see, the worshippers needed a special kind of money to buy the lamb or the doves that they were going to give as an offering, and the money changers were cheating them. It was a bit like this. I need a volunteer for this. Who's going to volunteer? No, we've had a lot of involvement from you boys doing great. Cassie, come up. Okay, so we're going to pretend, okay, we're going to pretend that this $20 is yours, okay? We're just pretending. Okay, okay. So uh, we're going to say that I am one of the money changers. So Cassie, come and change your money. Right, what have we got here? Okay, $20, very nice. Okay, here you go. There's a carrot. Go and trade that in for something. Is that a good deal? That's not a good deal at all. Of course, thanks, Cassie, you can sit down. Um, That's not a good deal at all, is it? Now, of course, they weren't changing the money for carrots, but they were changing the money for the temple money that was worth a lot less than what was being given. So they they were cheating everyone out of their money. So the place where God's people were supposed to go and meet with God was being used by some greedy people to make themselves quite rich. That's why Jesus called it a den of robbers. And Jesus was really cross about this. He made quite a scene. He turned over the tables and drove out those who were, who were ripping everyone off. But Jesus was really showing everyone what God thought of this religious system that was no longer about loving and worshipping God. Jesus basically called time on the temple. He said, you don't need all this anymore. 
God is doing something new. From now on, all you need is me. So Jesus entered Jerusalem as a king. The crowds were expecting a conquering king to defeat the Romans, a bit like Judas Maccabeus. You see, the world thinks that force is the answer. And we see that throughout history with so many battles and wars and conflicts. And we see it today. Nations are still amassing huge armies to try and show who is the most powerful so that the most powerful nations can get their way. But Jesus is a king who conquered not with force, but with love. And his kingdom is very different from anything that the world has ever seen. It's an upside-down kingdom where the least important people are actually the greatest. And Jesus showed that straight away, right there in the temple, by healing the blind and the lame and the sick, people whom normally no one would pay much attention to. Jesus loved them and showed compassion to them. And when the children started shouting, Hosanna to the King of David, I love this bit. When, when uh, Jesus came into Jerusalem, the crowds were shouting, Hosanna to the King of David. And then they, uh, Jesus turns up in the temple and the children see him and they start shouting and getting excited all over again. And the religious leaders were really annoyed by that. They said to Jesus, don't you hear what these children are saying? And Jesus replied with a scripture. He said, from the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth praise. So Jesus thought it was great that the kids were getting excited and shouting his praises in the temple. In other words, Jesus was saying, in my kingdom, children are just as important as anyone else. Because in Jesus' day, children weren't always very well treated. So in the coming weeks, we're going to hear a lot more about this king who chose love instead of force and whose kingdom is upside down and back to front, unlike anything that the world has ever seen. And in the end, we'll see that love is so much more powerful than force. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you didn't come to do what the crowds thought you came to do because that would be utterly worthless for us. But you came to defeat sin and death and everything that is evil. And the whole of humanity can benefit from that. They'll only put their trust in you. But Father, we know that uh, we can't be forced into loving you. And so you give us a choice. So we declare today that we do love you and we want to follow you with our whole hearts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.